Tell me we don't have the best intro music in all of Overwatch podcasting. Tell me we don't. You'd be lying. Had not enough. We should do a power yeah. rankings of Overwatch competitive Overwatch podcast intros. We'd be number one every time. We'd be the London. Truth. Spoiler alert. We're the we're London Spitfire. Of Is it Overwatch the London? Intros. I don't know. I don't know, John. Is it the London Spitfire of intros? If you are a credible what a, Overwatch a analyst, <laughs> yes. Well, I've already been insulted because my galaxy brain is just too big. <laughs> you know so what? We'll just funny. double down. That was so funny. I don't think I can Me and name my big five dumb Overwatch head. League podcasts. That's true. And I think I probably do three of those. Can't name five owl podcasts? You're not looking hard enough. Come on, guys. Yeah. Owl podcasts specifically? Yeah. I mean, for Owl. Well, maybe not specifically Owl, but... Competitive Overwatch. Overwatch. Sure, I can do that. Anyways, welcome to episode 14 of Tactical Crouch. Man, this show uh, came together beautifully by... We had the recording break. I forgot which time we were recording at, even though it was the normal time. It was the normal time we normally record, and I forgot, because it can't be the normal time we record, because we don't normally record ever. (laughs) So we had to not make sure that that happened. Yeah. So we did that. I didn't get to make a cool uh, 20 through 15 or 20 through 5 graphic, but you can see down in the things down below, you can kind of see our rankings 20 to 15. So you can laugh at us and tell us how wrong you think we are. Uh, but besides that, thank you guys for being here. Uh, by the way, uh, I haven't, I didn't touch on this the last two weeks. If you are looking for other places to digest the show, we're everywhere. Search for Tactical Crouch on uh, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, what's the name of the Spotify? We're on Spotify. Uh, search for Tactical Crouch. If it doesn't show up, you might need to show. Uh, search for Overwatch League Daily. Otherwise. Follow us on Twitter at OWL Daily Show, and we can do that all there. Sweet. They're, um, yeah. Good. It's good. Volamel already has the worst ranking, though. Joe, defend that. Volamel yeah. already has the worst ranking. I will say well, the most people, I, I am the resident idiot on this show. I, I just am, and that's okay. I can never match the analytical brain power of you two. But I see more people take, uh, and spoiler alert, I just stole, I just like took an aggregate of Yiska and Benchmob's top 20. I'm done. I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Uh, but uh, you should be hating on my rankings. You're not. A lot of you are hating on Joe's rankings. Joe, I need you to let it fact, rain there, in. There's a few things. Valiant, all the way down at 11. I think some people had issue with that. I think Outlaws at 18 yeah. were a big one as well. Obviously, they have lots of fans. I called them one of the most overrated teams coming into the first season. So, you know, my opinion still stands. Uh, the Titans, presumably in your top five. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to have to be. Yeah, unless you just like added a team. Nah, we just left them out. <laughs> I wonder if you're also getting like angry wolf of billion DMs and like ads in several discords. Nah, 
Nobody, nobody, oh, wait, nobody wants wait, to come wait till at you me. Say, wait till you say uh, Vancouver Five, and then yeah. then you're getting them. That's I see that that I didn't understand. I didn't understand where he was going with it. Was it that they were too high or that? Six was too low. So, uh, so way too high. Is this there's, idea. there's an Overwatch analyst named Wolf of Villainy, and uh, I don't know. I've 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 gone in circles with. Them. I I would consider them like a respected acquaintance uh, of at least mine, um, for sure. And he's written a lot of great stuff. I need to find the right link for this, which I will before the end of the show because I want to link stuff. He ranks, uh, Titans in C tier says the titans are c tier says that their pros are runaway and their cons are runaway um i like it that only makes sense if i i don't i don't i don't have to argue with that i don't have to argue with that at all and i don't like i don't (laughs) want to say and and he he wrote more about it he wrote more about it let's not be unfair here i don't want to (laughs) be I don't want to be unfair at all because I, I really do appreciate what Wolf of Villainy is writing. He's writing about the competitive Overwatch scene. He's you know, doing that stuff. And he's honestly, he's commented about the show a lot. So I want to be, I want to be really fair to him and say, I totally appreciate it, but uh, I'll be fair when he gives a fair analysis of that. Cause that's some grade a, bu- 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 bu. you know where it. I'm going. Yeah, that, I'm not going. I'm not going to. Don't do it. <laughs> If not trying to get demonetized, it. boys. See Cheers. what you did to the most <laughs> wholesome person in competitive Overwatch. Joe, Joe, if you have an opinion in January of 2018 uh-huh. and you face a ton of contrary evidence, you have to hold to it. You have to die on that horse, of course. Guess. And then suddenly profit. <laughs> All I'm going to say is if you use your public platforms to criticize us, we will use ours to criticize yours. Fair? Let's go. Fair. Fair. Um yeah. Anyways. I I I was I I'm always surprised when people Joe, you're at the heart of the criticism a lot of the times. That's fine. But at the same Nobody time, Nobody wants to come talk to me. If you if you have a big issue with my nice. Come on over. <laughs> come come take a chat. Oh man. Come come take a trip on the wild side. Nobody tr- wants it. Nobody nobody wants nothing. I a have tr- a podcast. You're more than welcome to come on and come hash this out. Where yet? Is, Joe is legitimately the catch me outside guy of the Overwatch. Wolf thing. of Villainy versus Joe. I'll take it. Dude, I'll take Any it. Anytime. I'd to, love to have discussions. On one of my previous podcasts, uh, Well Met, Hearthstone Podcast, still going on, by the way, if you're listening to Hearthstone Podcast these days, 2019, lol. Just kidding. Um, we used to do a thing called PvP where two hosts would go head-to-head in three rounds on a topic. 90 seconds long, all you have. One person goes, another person goes, and the third, the third host is the tiebreaker. I would love for that to happen. <laughs> I would love for that to happen. I would love for just people to come on. Like, let's just, we'll just grab some, like, not critical comments, but just, like, kind of mean comments. And we'll actually, we're just going to put them up in chains, bring them up on the show. And actually have a debate with them. That's what we're gonna do. And by we, I mean you guys, because I'm an idiot. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. But you guys, you guys can do it. Yiska and Joe could probably do it. Anyways, this was. Fun. I trained a lot on a s- silly English goofball. Yeah, 
love it. I love it. All right. Should we start talking about our... So we've gone through, over the past four episodes, we've been trying to go through the uh, kind of a power ranking of the competitive Overwatch scene. And we're com- Overwatch League Season 2 teams, including expansion teams. We even started these before all the signings were done. We had a lot of... You know, it's it's fun. It's for fun. It's for entertainment. You don't have any competitive Overwatch unless you like Tier 2 and Tier 3 Overwatch. You don't have a lot of competitive Overwatch to watch. So we're giving you some, you know, Tier 1 competitive Overwatch content. You're welcome. But not everybody, uh, not everybody agrees, so we put them all out there. Fought it out. Hashed it out over the past three hours at least. More like four and a half hours. Discussing the previous 15 picks. Now we're finally at the top five. Yiska, I feel like your beard was so much shorter when we started this. That's probably true. It also probably was much darker, and now I have to pluck the, uh, the gray hair that's happening. It's... Then again, this doesn't trigger near me, nearly as much as like discussing insider information with the public or reading comprehension, so I'm good. I'm well trained in all of this. All right, fair enough. Joe, you got a you got a look on your face right now, man. You got a scowl. No, I'm mm. just hopped up on Dayquil. All right. <laughs> well, let's get that's that. That's that half glazed look. Are we going to make it to 2019, dude? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> let's make it to let's make it to the let's get hopped up on these top five, shall we? Sure. Let's do that. All right. We're going left to right again on my screen. That means, Joe, you're starting out first. Number five, the fifth most powerful team in Overwatch. Phil, the fifth most villainous team. I've got the Vancouver Titans at five. You started saying Philadelphia. Did you just change that? No. Did you just change you the fifth right there? most villainous team? Not villainous team. Powerful. Yeah, villainous. Are they your number five team? Or are you like, do you have another? Yes, are you just doing five. a different rank? Okay. <laughs> okay. Titans. <laughs> Yiska, number five. Philadelphia Fusion. Okay. Number five for me, uh, Gladiators. So, yeah. Let's, uh, so, I mean, uh, Titans, we talked about, I don't know, like where. What what anything stand out to you guys here? I mean, I, I think we're we're all pretty close on Titans. Well, I mean, we had who had Titans at eight? I did. <laughs> yeah, I had Titans at six. <laughs> at six. Number five. <clears throat> uh can you can you tell me why you think this team runaway is that five? Is the fifth best team in all of competitive Overwatch. So the reason why I have them at five and not higher, um, which we'll get to as we get to to four, the increasing numbers or decreasing. Um, I I think that they've peaked or at least some of their core members have kind of already reached a a plateau that I don't see them breaking through. Um, When you look at Hawksall and you look at Stitch, they're very talented players, 100%. I don't think anybody's going to, you know, didn't or argue with that um but they have some some big worries about them i have some big question marks um about them hoxhouse in particular he is a very quick 
uh, he, he's a he's a type of player to quickly pull the trigger on things. Um, and then Stitch, if you go back and look at the history, he's not been the most consistent player. Yes, he he has his moments. He can turn up on the widow. His tracer isn't bad, but to say that he's been an all star throughout the entire time that he's played is a bit disingenuous for me. Um, I, I do want to see bumper uh, bumper for me when you pair him off against some of these other main tanks. He's kind of new, right? He's a kind of a newer main tank compared to the field. Um, and from what I've heard. He works very well within this team, which is great. This is, you know, your team's team, the the fan favorites, whatever you want to call them. I I wonder if there is going to be a meta change, which, you know, we can get into if you want to. Will he still have that same proficiency as we saw in contenders? I don't know. If it was up to me, I do think that he played a little bit too passive against the matchup against Roar. I think Roar kind of... Um, got away with a lot of over aggressive plays he swung a lot whereas bumper was kind of very uh shield focused in that contenders matchup um i think their backline is very very good but i think you're going to see a player like soman to actually start to come in his own and that's where mm-hmm. i'm banking this team actually kind of lights up a little bit obviously hureg i've never been a fan you know i don't have to argue too much about that i think another host of mine might be able to give you a uh, a lowdown of how they feel about Hureg. But I think Somatsu. Sure. I think Somatsu. I think Hoxal, Stitch. They have questions. They're still very good players. Uh, Janu, absolutely bulletproof. Their back line, same. I, I think they're really strong. They have been for a long time. I think if you brought them in, even in season one, they probably still could have done very, very well. Um, yeah, I, I don't see how they're below top five for most people. Um, I think six is a reasonable argument, um, but I, I don't see a meta where they're disheveled. I don't see a style that they can't kind of adapt to. I just don't see how this team is somehow uh, even below. Yeah, even below 10. It, it, it's that that's so much yeah, of a reach for me. I don't me. think definitely below 10, but I, I think. You know, five through ten is so tricky. Sure, a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, take 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 a second and think of some of the metas. Like, what meta could they have not filled in for? I think, yeah, you put, you you put bumper on like an Arisa. I tell you, the meta big ass house in the middle of L.A., like living the American life, True. American women, American coaches, food. <laughs> Like that, and also In playing and on, every day. on the on the Overwatch League stage, that is the life that you know might hamper some of that development. I I suppose. <clears throat> I'm so and and again, like and I've always kind of said, and I've said this a few times on the show. I'm a little less enthusiastic about Apex Season Two winners because so many great, amazing Korean players have been picked up by Overwatch. Uh, league sure and you know that's a really simple analysis at the end of the day but that's that's kind of how i feel about it but man five just feels overly optimistic to me but then again i am also the person who you know i'm not i'm not as optimistic about the gladiators where i have met five yeah. where you guys obviously have them higher so that that's I, actually actually a question like okay do you still want to go on on vancouver that's up to you. 
because like I'm I'm interested. Why do you think that gladiators, especially like as a mm. I mean, we are basically rating some sort of consistency over the season. Why do you think they would rank under someone like Fusion? I don't, again? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so I and honestly, I've switched these two back and forth so many times. Mm-hmm. I and so I think it comes down to a few things. Um, do you think that Roar is better than Fissure? Hmm. Not necessarily, but I think adding Decay makes up for any of the. I, I agree, right? That's 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 a one part like of a, a three part you know? question. Then obviously you have Decay, who's obviously a a big signing. Big signing, huge increase overall. And I would say overall between Roar and DK, that should be better than Fisher. I don't know. You know, surprise, surprise. John doesn't know much about the EU scene. Uh, Ripa, I'm not, I'm not super like familiar with, but I don't know mm-hmm. if that's, that's a signing that equates to more wins overall. But I, I see it as a team that's improving, but I don't see it as a team that all of a sudden has, you know, uh, locked themselves into a, you know, a top four, top three, top two situ, uh, team. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think the teams I have above them have a better chance of uh, finishing with a, with a higher, higher ranking. Maybe, maybe it's mm-hmm. fair. Maybe it's idiocy. Maybe it's not. If you can put the Valiants at eleven, I could put the freaking exactly. Gladiators at five we're all, we're and not all, feel uh, bad sure. about it because they're two spots lower than Jimmy Go Lucky on Reddit. Exactly, <laughs> but I, I do want to mention and touch on substitutions and or, or, or bench players and what they mean for um, the starters because we're starting to see. I think we've we could easily say that um, maybe the West is adopting some of the trends that Koreans used to do in other esports and even in, in Overwatch and putting people behind you and that that kind of lights a fire under you. So while yeah, Ripa might not see playtime, yeah, Nevix and Choi they they fill a very similar role. But you know what? They compete against one another for that starting spot, which pushes innovation, competition. Like it pushes each other. You you push each other forward. Hmm. So where Ripa decides to go, yeah, he might not see playtime, but he's going to force his support that's ahead of him farther. He might fill out, you know, some pocket picks here or there yeah. where, you know, he might see play on some maps on some points. Sure, that's, But it's going to push the team overall farther, farther. And I think that's an important thing that I don't see enough people like really thinking about. I, I, I do think, yeah, I, me personally, no, I don't think that Rip is going to see too much playtime, but I think, again, um, that competition, that in, internal competition is, is a big thing. I agree you with know? you, and I, I'm all for, like, there's there needs to be signing for players who fills a bench spot, you know? Mm-hmm. like there, there really You need does. someone always, who's, if they're sick. It, yeah, it's, not every player signing needs to be a starter. They don't. If they yeah. picked up Ripa for 50k to to you know fill the bench and prove himself and they think that he's Overwatch League quality at some point or that they can fill that bench spot as um economically possible then awesome love that that's great and and I'm all for that I, I obviously I think Shaz and Biz, Big Goose you know despite being traded away in December lol uh and then coming back lol uh, 
it was, uh, you know, like they're they're obviously going to probably try to keep those two together. I could definitely mm-hmm. see Ripa coming in <clears throat> on some sort of like single hero thing, specific sure. maps, almost kind of like what Snillo did back in the day for Fusion before they started playing them. Yep. But yep. yeah, I just like I don't know. I still look at them and I go, I don't know if the DPS behind Decay is enough. I think they fill out anything and more you could ask for from a DPS lineup. I, I, I can't think of two more flexible players hmm. to have behind someone who is very, very flexible. I'm not looking for I flexible. Think they cover I'm all looking on proficient on singular heroes. I'm, that, that's, that's where my pillars differ from yours. I'm looking for flexible. I am I looking for flexible, but if you're on the meta changes. If you, have, if you have a team that can play every hero except for the six heroes that get played for an entire stage... Sub yeah. Soul Dynasty. Yeah. I, I feel like I have to justify my fusion pick almost for having them so high. Um because yeah, one has to say, based on their last season performance and their wild inconsistencies, by the way, and we will also have to do this for London. Um I think what impresses me the most about Philadelphia Fusion is their ability as an entire organization. And mm-hmm. I've thought about this for a while, and I recently did a, did a pod that's probably going to come out uh, sometime soon. But it reinforced that idea that if you have a very good academy team, and Fusion Academy is an Overwatch League level at least somewhere down there. They're probably better than the worst teams. Um, team. And if you have that, then your in-house scrims are airtight and high quality. And that in itself is a boon to an orc, especially one that lacked consistency. Now, their academy team is without a doubt the best academy team in the world, I would say. They consistently performed well over all the seasons. They won it. You know, that it's just like that's just the level you can expect from them. Also, because they have absolute top players that just aren't of age. And they themselves might push the starters. So if they then can make great use of their two way players and their two way player system and really elevate their level of play there and possibly even show someone like a Valiant what the actual value of an academy team is, naming in, like mainly keeping your already hot players um, warm while you can't play them like a Snillo, then I can see how I can justify that. And I think they will get more consistent also with additional coach hirings. Um, one has to say they didn't improve their roster. And in general, we also have to say, if you didn't improve your roster and you weren't already on the absolute top of pound for pound, you are falling behind in season two. And that's why I have them just slightly lower than what you have them. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like I, I would have loved to see them pick up uh, Ripa put on this team would have been a nice ad- Seeing Alka's two-way, yeah, that's fine. You know, I'd like to see him bump up. Neptuno, I think, is solid. I think Boombox, we'll see. 
craggy, uh, still, you know what I mean? I can I can totally backpedal from this pick and not feel like guilty or bad. I can totally like, mm-hmm. eh, you know, I yeah. I I and I'm glad Yiska touched on the infrastructure piece because that's something that I probably haven't touched on enough. Also, I think EQO and Carpe are pretty amazing DPS duo, and I would I do think I would, based on what I've seen, I would take them over Decay and. Hydration slash sure for, and I know I get the raised eyebrows from Joe, but you know, hey, I'm not I'm not Coach Volamel. I don't see all those things. So to be fair, I think in a vacuum, yeah, Carpe and EQO are, are an absolutely sick duo, but it's the team. I love vacuum versus the team. No, vacuums. I like vacuums too, Doc. Vacuums. This is what this top twenty is all about: is vacuums. Like when someone says, you know, what if you had to take away one thing from this whole top twenty conversation, you'd be like vacuums, and walk away, and just vacuums and upside. I can't forget about the the vacuum vacuums and upsides. upsides. Vacuums, upside, and uh, potential. Those three words. Number number four. Number four. Should I should I start? Yep, Los Angeles up. Gladiators. Surprise! Surprise! All right. Number four for me, San Francisco. I've got the Gladiators at four. Fair enough. I'm already hyped that, yeah, okay. Yeah, go ahead. What? What that, what, uh, that implies, what we think yep. of one specific team. Okay, so I like Gladiators. Um, for me, they are the playoff team that improved the most in terms of pound for pound yes. performance. I think, I always thought this, and I almost did a podcast on this, and I would have probably looked like an idiot at the time, but I always thought Fisher's playstyle limits Pleasure. you and, Pleasure. <laughs> and does hard cap what your team yes. can do. Yes. He is a resource sponge, and you can only play one style and one style only, and that's follow the fissure. And then you got to have players that play around this. On top of that, it makes his personality apparently makes it hard to work uh, with him. So now that we solve that thing, and okay, so re- uh, briefly, just so it doesn't look as exaggerated, I think. Gladiators would have been a bottom five team last season if they didn't have Fisher. That's exactly what they needed at the time. Well, uh, okay, let me let me stop you there real fast. So, if you think they're a bottom five team, do you also think that they would add a, a main tank? Just just adding, uh, you know, a mid level contender's main tank to their roster like mid season? Do you still think? Because obviously, the the main tank not was the issue, but it was a really big improvement over Irene. Yeah, I mean, mid-season. okay, so. Fisher is a world-class performer at what he does. Sure, sure. The, the, there is a hard cap on what you can achieve with that. And with another tank, they wouldn't have had as much success because they needed some sort of leadership in that. They were playing all kinds of weird stuff. Like, Shofor was still by far and away the best player on that team, I think. Or I, I think he thought that. And it's that that 
uh, just historically has been a problem. I think if they don't get Fisher, it, it's hard for them. But then again, by B, I, I don't think the value by removing Fisher is completely lost there. So um, I think the Roar and DK both, and I've also gone on record for that, like Decay is a nuts, flatter, profit, bloodline DPS. And I fully expect him to uh, be performing on, on that level if, if Gladius is a lesson. Also, we have to talk about the coaching staff. Um, See, that's, I where I draw, that's where I draw question marks. Yes, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think I rate them a little bit higher than Mon normally does, but their methods are unorthodox, I think, in the Overwatch League, if you compare... And it it depends. I mean, it, I can only say I haven't talked to the pay in particular. I haven't talked to the real Tim in particular. I don't know where what the entire structure is. But the things they value, they are very different than other Warwatch teams. And the success sort of justifies uh, that they're doing that. Now we don't know how much of that was ex external things that are now gone with Fissure, with other people going away from that team. But then again, I would and did put my money on that. Not only do I think Raw is very good, I think Void can be very good again. I think Decay and Shorefrog could be absolutely nuts as a DPS duo. And I also think Ripper is an underrated addition here for the very reasons you named before. I, I would have some issues with that backline because, once again, if you're a slightly above average backline in the Overwatch League, in Season 2, you're not slightly above average anymore. There's too many people that come in. You're, you've now dropped. But with that addition, I think they can hold that spot. And overall, they also, when they had those systems in place, they had some consistency in their play. So consistency is what we're looking for if we're looking at uh, end and stage four standings when it's all said and done. And yeah, I think that's how I justify I like that is at three and four. Fair enough. Do we want to talk about any of the other picks? Where do you... Okay, so so why San Francisco at four? Now, to be fair, there's only so many spots higher, and we haven't named San Francisco yet, so you can just guess. Um, but but yeah, where, why, why uh, you know, stand that ground? I'm, why, I'm why guessing San London and NYXL for us are in the same spots. So um, uh, I don't know. Maybe. maybe. We'll I don't know. So, so I'm guessing... Uh, I, I'm really optimistic about San Francisco. In my opinion, they're the most improved team in Overwatch League from the offseason. And, I mean, I can't put them at four and based on where they were before. Like, there's just, they've made so many improvements, both singular, like, player-wise, as well as uh, on on the infrastructure side and stuff that isn't just going to show up on Liquipedia. You know, I'm literally 20 minutes away from where these guys live, sleep, eat, and breathe. I'm just really optimistic about them, but I'm not mm -hmm. ready to say that they are ready to be. I, I think the fusion are better. 
think NYXL is better, and I think London's better. Surprise! Those aren't the ones that I've said yet. And so that's just kind of where uh, they fall for me. I don't think that a team that had as many struggles in season one can can inherit the top three spot. I think that that's just a little bit too uh, grandiose for me. I think it's a little bit too optimistic. And I just, in, in all of my rankings you'll notice i i didn't drop a team 10 spots i didn't raise a team 10 spots mm. unless i mm. felt like there are some people yeah. who could have justified 17 spots you know uh, i i'm very cautious on those jumps um mm-hmm. and this is yeah. another one of those things where i just i just can't say that a team that struggled in season one like san francisco it can turn around and throw out a top three performance top three is a big thing for me Sure, top sure. three is is kind of the these are the teams to that's be in the Overwatch. Yeah, that that's the podium. That's you know we all played the uh, Wii Sports. At the end, you get on the podium or uh, Mario Kart. At the end, you go to the podium. Yep, there's twelve people, but that top three is kind of really what matters. And as much as I love San Francisco, as much as San Francisco is my team this year, that's my team, baby. I can't, I can't put them in the top three yet. And it's more about not making them a top three pick than it is about not thinking they're a top three team, if that makes sense. That's fair. Yeah. I just look at that. I, I look at the pieces they pick up. I look at the coaching staff that they can actually like flesh out now, not just kind of run mid-stage. This is a absolute showstopper of a team if they can get their stuff together. Mm-hmm. Like that's a powerful team. Choi Nevix, hearing some interesting things there. I've heard some absolutely fantastic things about Moth, which just completely flipped my my script on him. Yeah, I think you know, baby, based Sinatra, they're gonna have to you know show up big if they want to get playing spots. I think Rascal comes in some flex picks every now and again. Maybe not. You look at Architect; he's proven to be quite. Quite the wily, squirrely picker. You know, he'll 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 play uh, anything and everything. Same with striker. He can kind of adapt. Like this is a this is a team, man. It's a team. So here's a, it is a hundred percent a team. There yeah. there's a few things. Number one, this is like a puzzle. Imagine that you have this beautiful puzzle of like Joe's abs, and each individual yeah those don't exist. And me. each individual puzzle piece is Joe's face. So you have these really amazing individual puzzle pieces. And you have this amazing, like, six-pack washboard Joe Abs final uh, uh, puzzle. But the pieces are a little complicated. You know, you got to get, yeah, it's just the pieces are a little complicated. I'm not sure if they can put it together for a top three. Just not. It's a little. I I agree with you there. That wasn't as bad of a. By the way, for people in chat booing, that was not nearly as bad as some of Yiska's metaphors. By the way, I'm just gonna say it right now. It was close. It was close. It was close. Gotta say, it's close. I I I do agree with you. I I do get like Guangzhou vibes. I go like, oh, how does this team come together? It's just kind of just like wallet on the table. Give me what you got. You know, top shelf liquor all all day. 
but that's where I that's when I look at Krusty and I look at 9K and I go, okay, these are like, you know, if if we're gonna have like tenured coaches, if we're gonna have people that have experience, this is where they can show up. This is where I think that they will show up and they can, you know, at least make something happen. Will they jettison some people mid stage? Yeah, probably. I wouldn't doubt it. Will they will they pull a pull a London and and you know just cut people as they see fit? I could see it happening, yeah. But that, but that's just my my counter to that, where it's just like I agree with you. I see that there's you know some some chaos there. There's a, there's a level of uncertainty, but that's I think the coaches can kind of uh, trump that and try to absolve that as best they can. Fair. I mean, and, and again, we're probably let's see let's see what we're talking about for number yeah, three. Yeah, exactly. Let's go to exactly. number three here. Uh, my number three is the fusion, uh, Joe. I have the shock at three. Yes, guy. Shock. Oh my god! I didn't see that coming. What a surprise! Shocker. Ah, ah. So yes, we huge shocker. <laughs> Good job. Very nice one. All right. So shock number three fusion. I mean, I don't know if we have much to talk about here. Yeah, we kind of already. I, I think we've all kind of laid this out. Yiska's thinking hard though, so maybe he does. I mean, I, I could say some things about shock. Like, yeah, you okay? You so can just say anything about shock? So say something yeah. about shock. <sighs> okay, shock in itself, with the exception of the main tank role, is absolutely stacked in my mind. I agree. Violet, bomb player. Moth, bomb player. Architect, bomb player. Striker, bomb player. Choi, Nevix, bomb. Now, Nevix also now counts apparently as such. I don't want to interrupt you, but I will say Moth is my favorite Western player. I think he's the best in the world. Moth. uh, As a Western player, I mean, I think, I think, the the thing is, over this season, you have got to give it to Neptune. I think that's that's a fair uh, thing to do for having an entire season be of consistently like way be- uh, above average play for a Western player. I think that's yeah. that would be my pick. But yeah, like Moth came in late and then came into a team. Um, I will also say, like, what can you throw at that team that they couldn't be good at? If there are, are these three DPS comps that some of them, uh, some of the analysts currently uh, predict to I mean, be... we're already seeing it now. Like, can you tell me a team that is more prepared for uh, triple DPS? There is none. It's nuts. May- okay, have... maybe NYXL. I mean, they have like what? Like okay, okay, fair. DPS players? Fair. Which yes. team have okay. we said that's not more prepared? Yes. For... Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That was more what I meant, yeah. So, I I think also parent with a coach like Krusty, um, also with the willingness. I I can tell you if someone bought Striker, they don't give a about money this season. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going down. They want that. They want that, and that just convinces me that they are they have it in them to be a top three team. Yes, there will be... I, I sort of require all these pieces to click in order to justify that. And I definitely agree with Tripod's statement of just saying, well, 
Is it really possible to improve that much over the season? If it is possible, they did the moves that are needed. Totally uh, agree. Right. Totally this is agree. this is London Spitfire creation levels of money thrown at. Yes. Yes. And this is also yeah. something where, you know, one or two things go right or wrong for, you know, the last three or four teams that we've talked about, and either of them can steal anybody else's spots. It's like oh, on yeah. a razor's edge here for like the balance of, of some of these teams. Mm-hmm. This is not a team that I think has those issues, which is why I place them um, highly. But I, you know, again, and I, I talked about why, you know, three is a significant number for me. Yeah, but I, I totally agree with everything you said, Yeska, for sure, 100%. Also, just real brief, because I see some speculation about Striker. That is the same thing as it is with Defran. People say Defran is a soldier player and Defran is a tracer player. Yep. Now, when was Defran one of the better players in the world, if not the best? When soldier and tracer are meta. Now, you might say... He's a soldier and tracer player. Or you might say he's one of the best players on the things that are currently meta and that will continue to do so. And the same ability I saw in Striker, who went for Tracer and then went for Widow and was also very, like, very good in a short amount of time when he had to be. So. For me, the pattern is more that this guy can play what he puts his mind to. And we've seen President Talent, like Architect, do that. And also Sire Player, who was, by the way, also a soldier one trick in our minds, comes out, is a nuts widow. I mean, he had some McCree. Let's not, let's sure. not you know, flub on the McCree. He had a- was that the one he jumped off the map with? No, it's the one that he was absolutely rolling people in Hollywood with. I'm just kidding. <laughs> So yeah, I'm hyped for this team so much. Like this, this is this is this could be your London Spitfire of season two. Could like be, yeah. if the if the stars align, everything just works out. They could just peak at a, at a certain moment during the playoffs, and you mm. could see this team literally like reach their peak. Yeah, whether they do but that also or not, have a there's a lot of, of their season. Sure, they could. They could mm-hmm. very much. Totally I think that there's a very... for two and a half stages. We'll get to why. Uh, we'll, we'll... <laughs> I hope they don't make the London uh, um, mistake. I think you're kind of trying to almost sub everyone a little bit in, like trying to keep their fifis all like tidy. And no, ruthless, dude. You paid way too much money. Ruthless. Got them. <laughs> Throw them out. I don't care. Make it ruthless so this team can become the this strong um, incarnation of like what London was set to be, mainly, as I, as I said at the time, the best pound for pound roster in Overwatch history. With Shock, I'm not sure if I can hold that argument anymore. And also with NYXL, by the way, as well. Yiska, Ooh. are you concerned about Striker at all, like mentally, uh, based on some of the stuff we heard from... He has just been freed! What are you talking about? He's... <laughs> He's having the best time of his life, probably. No, I'm not concerned for Striker. He's, I mean, he's going out there doing the belly for some rock. People, for some people, they, you know, they're, they're introduced to problems and go away from them. For some people, they actually are the problem. Sure. And, and again, I'm not saying that I don't know Striker. I don't have any mm-hmm. insight to any of the organizations like that. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we also we we definitely do know that there is some things going on in Boston that you know we we've heard stories from that you know make it lead help us believe that it maybe just isn't. There's players. a picture been painted. Mm. Well put. Should put I'm that one in an article. Yeah, that's true. And again, I got my I got my uprising stuff right over there in the closet <laughs> right now. I love the uprising. All right, number two. Oh boy, this Joe. is where it gets spicy. All right, Joe, ready for this? Yeah, yeah. I want to be last. I've got London. Yiska, you can't be last. Ah, uh, London. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. I'm not happy anymore. I want to go last. I am going last. You are uh, last. I want to go again. Start over. <laughs> go again, boys. <laughs> ah. Do you have New York? I, 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 this is this was a toughie. I, I had to seriously think about these two. I got. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, uh... Do it. Do I'm it. I'm gonna go San do Francisco it. shock. Just kidding. Stand for it too. <laughs> Florida mayhem. Let's go. I think the sneaky Washington pick. I I do I do have NYXL at number two. If I'm being true to the spreadsheet, which I have that's shared, fair. That's fair. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Not at all. NYXL at two. I think we saw a team that was they they had a well over a stage to show up. They didn't when it, when it really sure. started, they dominated three stages. Great stage four. Obviously they did not do that uh, in the playoffs. Obviously they did not do that as well. They made some new signings. I mean, kind of, you know, they've got flower coming in, which I love flower, but I, you got to settle down a little bit. Reddit. Yeah, you you gotta temper your expectations a little bit. For uh, flower, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then a different mm-hmm. story. Definitely think it's an improvement. Definitely think it's. There we go. But at there the end, of, at the end of the day, this is a team that went like this was so head and shoulders consistently better than every other team in the league, even when they lost. And, mm-hmm. uh, stage four playoffs, they dropped. Yes, they improved. Yes, I think that they could easily win the league. But if I had to put my money where it was, it was a team that you know showed showed that trend, showed that vigilance. Yes, they had some really rough patches. Obviously, uh, London did, but I think that they're. I just think that they're a better team and poised to poised to. They have a higher likelihood of uh, finishing well. So. That's me. Know me. Yeah, I think everything that you just said, I think I could say about London for the moment. Yeah. I look at them, they kind of bounced around. I and that's just something I can't I can't willingly and mm-hmm. it sucks because you want to put the champions at one. You want to go, you know what? Yeah. The champions are going to come no. back and they're going to reign. 
I can't in good faith tell you that they're going to do that again. Not nope. after season one. I mm-hmm. They have some of the best players of the world at every role. But with the evidence from season one, I can't put them at one. Not with the consistency that NYXL showed. Every yep. stage. Yes, they floundered in playoffs, 100%. Can't, I, can't, I can't disagree with that. You don't but think they that... floundered in stage four? Yes and no. I think I the think... reason it's gone. Well, could say that. I think, I think to a point they started to decline and teams were actually starting to do very well. So it was, it was a, uh, an intersection of graphs, if you want to kind of call it. But the consistency, the players added, you know, I, I do think that I, I, I'm interested to see the new coach for London, uh, Coach 815, does with this team. Again, for those of you who don't know, very, very tenured Korean coach coming in from, uh, I think, one of the most uh, prolific Heroes of the Storm teams. Rest in peace. Um, you know, he could have and create big waves. They have Krillin. I don't know. We've seen what random ladder flex supports from Korea can do when you slap him in a Korean team. Can he do? Can he be that Jonek level player? I don't know. Hmm. What I do know is that London was a little bouncy. New York was a lot more consistent. So for me, I kind of value the consistency a little bit over the peakiness. Do I think both are championship level teams? 100%. Do I think London has a stronger peak? It's arguable. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's difficult to, I, I can't put them at one. I just can't in good faith. <laughs> yeah. So I respect it for me. I mean, you, you guys know my opinion of London, right? Also, I think guard is amazing True. in terms yeah, of can't, can't what he's bringing brought uh, on. Like guard has a silly good samba. Mm-hmm. I will say even <laughs> I, I'm going to amuse you here because I was so high on London. I was honestly considering putting them much lower because of the inconsistencies before. Then How I much thought about. Like, like four, five, four, five. Like, I was considering as low as five. They were very inconsistent. Some of the reasons are now removed. They have a pretty clear first roster. They have still some of the sickest players in the league. Their the level they had hasn't been eclipsed. I would say significantly by any other team. Like a team of that caliber is not. Like they 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 have left the the gravity here right like the gra- gravitational pull of like try- having to get better for season two right like teams of that level don't really need to and that only concerns really anyway excellent london now london didn't get much better that um I- overall i would say uh we don't know what krillin is like we know what guard is like on one hero really and exactly. the others are, are a big question mark to me but they don't necessarily need to be absolutely nuts. Yeah, I think Guard needs to be able to pick up when Birdring eventually um, drops, or that's Injured just the quality of Birdring. What I will say though is I value the new coach a ton yes. Yes. in terms of bringing consistency, because someone that has so much experience will have, and also accolades, will have systems that allow for a team to be this consistent 
Now, I guess I, I almost feel like more I have to justify what I then logically put NYXL at one because, okay, that's not a secret for, for, uh, anymore what anyone else yeah. uh, has as one here. I think they improved. They cut the fat where it yep. needed to be, be cut. What a lot of people don't know is their new data analyst is top-notch. Um, and I'm hyped for that, what he can do there. I is, think, that, is that IMT? Um, I only know his Korean name. Mm, okay. So um, I think th those are dope additions. Nene, Flower, just like Flower if you just need a peak player. So yeah. have a, He's a good time. You know, yeah. He's like we have like the the waves player and the tide player, like um Flower is a wave player. Now the rest of the squad is still absolutely nuts. I struggle to come up with metas that they couldn't play, right? Triple DPS? <laughs> Boy, that that is insane, right? And if that comes to pass, that's insane. I think like currently, people are saying their goats is nuts. I mean, look uh, at the pieces. Yeah, you've got Libero who can play anything under the sun. Yeah, Mecco's probably. I think their front line, NOXL's front line, is one of the most underrated like duos mm. throughout the Overwatch League, or at least like the top five Overwatch League teams. Like, no, you mm. don't hear people like hooting and hollering over Mono and Mecco. No, everybody's like Fissure this, you know, Miro that, like. These guys yeah. are just silent killers. Yeah. And then not to mention you have the player that broke the freaking paradigm standing behind you, just chucking mm. orbs at people's don't. Mm -hmm. That's mm. absolutely disgusting. Yeah. 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 This team's sick, dude. Yeah. I think also, I don't think they will have a particular peer, um, adherence to one specific playstyle anymore. The they now play much more. Um, I think they will just efficiently take care. And yes, maybe there might be the LW Blue Curse. And what the LW Blue Curse means isn't that there is some magical thing in the ether that keeps these players from moving their mice while they're playing in a playoff uh, match. What it is, is it's some psychological element. But we're not talking about playoffs here. All I need for the from them is to just dominate all the four stages and ching that that's where we score, right? So yeah. this is power. Yeah, and like so, this is a power rank. Consistency powerhouse. That's true. Easily okay. It's a powerful so team. I don't think I'm, London's too much lower though. You know, don't I don't think I it, again. I think Yiska and I, even yourself, like it's a big debate whether or not you put London above them. Do you value the peak? Do you value the consistency? I don't hate either. Yeah. We yeah, should come just... up with like a power ranking for like if they win like stage playoffs, it counts as like 10 map wins or something. <laughs> I mean, even there, there would be like in every other esports, let's be honest. If this happens, we consider the stages to be like majors or whatever. In every other esports, we say NYXL was the best team of 2018. Easily. Period. Right? No. And now just because we but have... Maybe in esports. Not in traditional sports. Yeah, but American sports is whack. <laughs> Trump. Whack and how much money they make. Yeah. 
And how many people There's the Trump car. It's whack. <laughs> not as much as Messi and Ronaldo. It is, right? at, the end, at the end of the Major League Baseball season or the NFL season, when people go, you know, who's the best team in the world, by the way, the NFL World Championships, the Super Bowl, it's the best in the world. By mind you, you know, you say the team that won the Super Bowl. They were good enough to make it to the playoffs and then won what mattered. Mm-hmm. Not, not an invalid way of thinking, in my opinion. And in that way, maybe I'm deviating a little bit from regular season power rankings. But, you know. Either way. It doesn't matter if I'm a good husband the entire year. If I get her that one nice present, that's all that counts. America. I was a little scared when you started that metaphor. Uh, I was, yeah, I wasn't ready for that one. Uh, I was like, I don't know where you're going, but this can't be good. Yeah. Well, there you have it. There you have it, folks. Not, not too bad. Not too we shabby. What are we going to talk about now? Should we go back from number 20 again and talk about all the things that have changed? <laughs> With like the the patch, I'd like to punch Washington lower, please. <laughs> yeah, if I if I had to, yeah, I'd probably put them a little bit lower. Yeah. Mm, yep. 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 Sure. Sure. Yeah, we got. I mean, man, what are we gonna talk about? We'll have to get some. When's like, the uh, branding ranking podcast? Says Twitch chat. When we is the, the branding brand? ranking podcast? I mean, let's be real. I don't like self first as well. Done. They are for me, and then it's just a smattering. Of- it's grown on me, but I don't like it. It still looks like a shower. That's curtain. only because you like to get drunk of motor oil and celebrate shit like the Dallas fuel. Because people made fun of me, dude, for weeks when NYXL came up with their branding, and I go, "People don't like it now, but it will be remembered as the best branding in in Overwatch League." It will. I mean, even then, look at now. I, I would rather wear NYXL stuff. Like, if you're given a wall of, look at all these logos you can wear on your T-shirt or on your cool uh, sweatpants, you're wearing NYXL stuff. Yeah, Dude, it's, it's insane. Like, you know how many shirts I see a day like that where I just go, oh, blue and white, like these stripes. Wow, that's sort of like NYXL. Like, how do you all know how often that is activated in my brain? Where everyone was saying, "Oh, this is so stupid, stripes," and it's it's belts NYXL. <laughs> nope, that shit is in my brain, dude. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> I I don't know. Like, I I find it also just like the the atmosphere they have in their content is super dope. Um, the the general swagger, I would say, of their players. And the way how they promote Sabiobi, for instance, there. Like, it, it comes off... Then also, what kind of statements they make. And by the way, that is a statement that is very scary. Do you remember what they said after they lost? Well, it was something along the lines of like, okay, we, we've learned. We, we've yeah, learned this, our lesson. We're not this was This was the most important loss or most important game of the season. And we will 
you know that's the most important thing that happened like yeah. they're thinking long term that is like i could totally see that they might actually become the first like dynasty in overwatch just like how that entire organization moves is just it's just intelligent 100 like, yeah. at every level they've got some of the best they have the probably the best marketing they probably have the best events but that's not saying much the branding <laughs> you know at least the logos eh, we'll see. um players highly up there the content around the players probably top notch you you still have that new york vibe you know it's in the subway with the hip-hop like it's it, it fits right mm. can't say that about too many other teams i think defiance yeah. coming out strong with like yeah. their edgy tech lord yeah. vibe i mean like it or not at least they've got something right yeah you yeah. I can't i can't say to too many teams that like where like i don't know how much can you brand around fusion? Like there's like, they don't have like a, 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 a shtick, right? They don't have a, a gimmick. Yeah. I think they all have gimmicks. They're just weak gimmicks. They're un mm -hmm. unmemorable gimmicks. Like how many, yeah. like go look at the major league soccer brands and tell me how many of those don't look like any other overwatch league team. No, it's like every other team tries to go from the angle of like, entertaining making fun jokes what about dark yes, chocolate yes. all that pleb shit and then they, there's like nyxl it's like okay so these teams entertain nyxl inspires and that is if you ha have the level of play to back that up i think that's just and you know, NYXL, that's... they also have like don't give me i mean i do social media marketing that's my job right now it's social media marketing branding uh SEO, all that kind of stuff. And the, the resources that they have behind that is, is just insane. You know, a lot of time when you have a, like a social media manager, you have someone who's, you know, kind of proficient in Photoshop or whatever, and they can kind of make things that look good. But it, it, it's a big difference between knowing Photoshop and being like a branding specialist, having the artists, having the social media managers, whoever is doing it, whether there's a marketing team that sends this info down to the social media managers to then distribute or whatever. I don't really know necessarily how they've worked out that hierarchy, but uh, it's the other teams aren't equipped to do it, even if they wanted to. They couldn't. They couldn't do it. They, they would have to make at least three additional hires than I can think of. Um, yeah, they're just they're just organizationally they're they're kind of a step or two or three beyond kind of the rest of uh, the rest of the Overwatch League. But they also I also know that they have a lot more money behind their organization than. I can't say every team definitively, but they have a lot of money behind them. They really do. Mm -hmm. Do we want to do some questions? Because there's a good one currently in chat. All right, let's do it. So, Packhav goes, which team do you think is better when it comes to dive, NYXL or Shock? I think... It a we're having a semantic discussion then. Like, is Widow dive dive? If we're talking about Widow, I think NYX is clearly better. If we're talking about because if you look at their win rates last season, they understood Widow. Like that's that's the crazy crazy thing that like 
uh, about their performance and nothing hurt them more than this not being as relevant anymore. Uh, if we're talking about clean dive, as in Genji Tracer, pretty sure that's, um, that I would say NYXL there. Uh, sorry, uh, Shock there, simply because I think Striker is a more imposing Tracer. And I also think Architect doesn't have to hide behind uh, Libero as well. And then the, the, the others, like, I mean, it doesn't change too much then from Widow Dive, but yeah, they're sort of evenly matched with Jonak probably. One has to consider at this time, still ahead of uh, Violet. What position do you think is the most shallow in terms of top tier talent in Overwatch League? Um, shallow meaning the weakest, right? Is that right? Or I think with the, no, le I just the think least amount the, of people, yeah. that can fill the the position at like a top tier level. Mm. Flex support. That's kind of what I was thinking. Too. That's a toughie, yeah. It's kind of a cop out to say main support because you obviously can't yeah. know too much. Yeah, it's very but yeah. I, I think the support. Yeah, yeah. Zebesai's main support. Just remember mm. that. Yeah, I think flex support though, because like when you really think of it, you have some. You know, when you have a flex support winning MVP, and there's really only one other person in the conversation of who's a really good flex support maybe two like in comparison with Jonak like you kind of have to go that's got to be a really shallow position at least that's what I think hmm. yeah I, I'm we're seeing in chat you know a couple people chiming in saying like flex tanks yeah I can definitely agree flex I think it's the... tough because there's only ever one and it's only ever been diva so you've never really needed that depth. Yep. Outside of a few Zarya, like here and there, sure, you had pirate ship Roadhog type stuff, but it's kind of tough to stay to say that when you know it was kind of always, always, always diva and like it or not. I don't I don't want to say Divas didn't have as big of an influence because obviously they were a huge influence and you know Matrix and Bombs and everything are in incredibly impactful for Overwatch League and competitive Overwatch. But I think that there's a little bit more ability to transfer, I guess there like the the skill ceiling's probably high, but the actual skill floor is probably relatively low, even at the Overwatch League level. Should I bomb you? Okay, so we got the rankings out of the way, right? So do we do the Yush, like the the Dark Horse, or the play, like, in terms of players, in terms of teams? Like, okay, so here's one. Team with the highest variance of placement. Hmm. I've got three, and I'm trying to narrow it down to who I think is the most volatile. 
Dragons. 14 for me. For the record, I've got Atlanta, Dallas, and Philly as my, like, X team, where it's, like, oh, difficult to kind of rank them. Um, but I'll say Philly. I think Philly could bounce all over the place. I think Atlanta also it comes in at a close second, where they're coming in, if I remember correctly, chat can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they're coming in without Erster off the bat. Um, so just by nature... They could bounce around. They get him back. They probably do better than they did stage one or whenever he can play. Um, but yeah, I think Philly could bounce quite hard. I think for me, there's one clear answer, and I'm not sure if anyone of you will agree. And I will say Dynasty. I think Dynasty. You could think they'll feed... bounce though? Yeah, really? I think they they can bounce. I think they could be top five performance. I also think they could even be as low as sixteen. Like, I think bouncing 11 spots is a lot. I don't know, guys. I think the Dragons are totally changed. They're totally an unknown quantity here. They're coming off a no one forty season, so we're putting them solo. They could easily suck just as bad this season, but at the same time, they could easily be a playoff team. What other fun categories do we have? Um... I think somebody in chat earlier, uh, most overrated player was thrown. Most overrated player. Uh, analyst for the Toronto Defiant. <laughs> Our good friend Barwa. Hmm. That is a hard one. Yeah. There, there would definitely um, be times where, like, I would have said Pine. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. But then they kind maybe of... Maybe Flower. Good candidates. Yeah, he's... Oh. But he hasn't, like, been okay. in Overwatch. Like. I have one. Oh, yeah. Shadowburn. No. Uh, I don't, I'd be interested going, to see Going into like season gonna... one, maybe. Uh, people still think he's d dope. I mean, people I do, and that's people most of do. people were like, "Why would you put Paris at 15? Like, I love Shadowburn. <laughs> I want to hang out with the guy. It's just, I don't know. It just hasn't been good since Phase. Profit. And what's? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Batum. That's a good one. Um... Batum done. Get him out of here. Man. I mean, underrated player is lame because if we had a truth machine that says everything about the universe absolutely objectively, then I think most of these answers would probably be uh, flex tanks as well as main supports. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's such a hard question then to say underrated, but I guess I think... not a lot. Specifically with like overrated questions, I always look at what the public are most like bullish on and how much variance I think that person or team has. 
So yeah, I do think like Defran's a good option. I think some of the star players on Houston and Dallas could easily be up just because of how big those fan bases are and how I mean, much like you just have people just fighting for them tooth and nail. Jake is and basically that- a meme for how overrated he is. Like he like he every time it was, you know, Jake Ratlow. That like that's how the whole Worst. thing came about. Oh, this is a fun. Okay, wait. Sideshow says worst team you can make from all 2019 players. Okay. Um and Paris Eternal. Got him. Got him. Shano Shadowburn. Ooh. Um Mm. Hago <laughs> can, can I double stack? Can I double stack? <laughs> Mine's gonna crush yours, dude. Mine's gonna be so much worse than yours. Really? Oh yeah. Just uh, what am I missing? Oh, miss, uh, I missed DPS, right? Oh, who rank? Um. Okay, I got two DPS. I need the main tank, right? Um. Oh, that's not easy. SNT. Um, do I have them all? I think so. I think I think I got mine. Yeah. Do I? Do we have to do eight? Or do you no, no, six, six players. Six? Just okay, okay. Front six. I don't even think I can do it. Fill all the. All the I need like roles. two more. Well, uh... you can do it. This is so mean, by the way. This is why we don't get player interviews. Because all the players that would come on the show were putting them on the Oh, off tank. Oh, Scrim got Zephyr. That is a good one. <laughs> that is good. Hmm. Come on, Joe. Ready for this? We're going over time. Okay, yeah. let's go. Uh, main support, I've got Only Wish. <laughs> Flex support, I've got Guido. <laughs> And that's not worth it, Yano. Yeah, it's uh, pretty. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. close. It's pretty close. Uh, hit scan. Uh, well, it doesn't really matter. I guess who Reg has shown that he's he can play far, so he can flex. Then I've got Baby Bay, SNT, and Spree. Spree. Uh Specialists are tough, but I mean you're not wrong. But specialists are tough. Oh, I forgot Bacon Jack. Oh, y'all, asked, y'all asked for the worst I team. I feel bad. It's true. I These aren't bad. individuals. I should have said Bacon Jack over Hurek easily. It's kind of surprising to me that half of your players, though, are Korean. Yeah. There goes that Korea bias conversation. I, again, chat, it's not about... So, I mean, Sideshow's right. Worst team would not conform to two, two, two. You fools! Like it would be grabbing <laughs> six main supports, the six worst main it's supports. True, yeah. I for that I would consult Bren for that discussion. <laughs> Man, we made we just made these. so many people so mad. So many people are angry. <laughs> yes, we know you love Baby Bay. Gita was real good on Tracer. Is he good on Zen, though? Don't know. 
Mm-hmm. Hard to say. I have a soft place for Boink Chat. Yeah, I think Boink I have a, is I have a, a, <laughs> for the Westless. He's, yes. he's, he's got you a, he's a, got a nice car Boink. Also, we're finally back on his pick, so I will judge him on that. Man, you guys True. are funny. Do dream teams. Let's do that for a different week. Let's, yeah. uh, let's do like a Overwatch League All-Star team type thing for the future. For now, though, we got to get out of here. This is fun. Something happened anyways. We we talked about Overwatch. So good for us, at least. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Make sure to follow Joe at Volumel on Twitter and uh, follow all of his YouTube and writing stuff. Yiska at Yiska out. Myself at Kick Tripod. If you are hanging out, uh, thank you so much for hanging out in the live chat. It's so great having you guys here. Telling us that we're wrong, so that we we keep a level head about it, you know. It's nice. It's nice to have. But for real, we we really appreciate you all being here. We record live normally every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific time, except for today. But we'll be here next week to do more of this. Who knows what we're going to talk about, though. We're all out of content ideas already. We're done. That's it. We kicked it. Episode 14, the last episode of Tactical Crouch. <laughs> that's it we were done it was a good run it was a good run okay let's get out of here uh follow the show everywhere at uh overwatch league daily or tactical crouch just like search for it that's all you gotta do it's not it's not hiding anywhere it's there for you uh if you do like the show want to support the best way to do that is to probably uh watch the live stream subscribe or even, heaven forbid, donate. But, you know, you don't have to do any of that. Just thanks for watching and being here. Thank you, guys. We're going to get out of here. Have a good one. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.